the title of this word just just to encourage you as we enter into uh, a new year and just title is uh, thank you jesus amen is that cool thank you jesus amen and so it's just about uh, thank uh, and uh, what, uh, how God we need to be grateful to God. And uh, many of you know that I went to the U.S. Uh, recently, I think last month or so. And uh, I have never given a thought to their Thanksgiving. And uh, America, it seems to be very famous for their Thanksgiving. And uh, now I know how important, because I have been there. What's going on here? Is it me? Is it me? Are we okay? Okay. And uh, the, the U.S. now, we know how uh, they, they love their Thanksgiving. And uh, I was there. The day I was supposed to take off uh, from the U.S. was the day of their Thanksgiving. And my friend was kind enough and he moved their uh, Thanksgiving dinner to to their Thanksgiving lunch, where they spent the Thanksgiving lunch with me, and uh, and we just had a great time, a time of feasting. And uh, I think uh, their Thanksgiving is even better than Christmas, the way they celebrate it. And um, you see, the significance of American Thanksgiving is that uh, it is just an annual national um, uh, holiday uh, that um, they celebrate, and Canada celebrates it also. Uh, it's just to usher in to thank God for the harvest and also the blessing for the past year. And uh, this is something that a tradition that has been going on for many years since uh, 16, 16, 21 year, and uh, they have been carrying it forward. And uh, a time whereby families come together all over the world and they come and they meet and they celebrate and to thank God and to enjoy one another's uh, company. I remember flying from New York to um, Vancouver on that American Thanksgiving day. And I could hardly count, it was the, the aircraft, it is a Jumbo Dreamliner. The aircraft was nearly empty. Traveling from, or flying from New York to Vancouver. The reason being that People refuse to travel on an American Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Amen? You see how important it is to the U.S. You see, quite often, when we reflect back upon the year that has gone by, we often sort of begin to wonder about something that has never happened that we desire. We start asking why. You see, but when we look back, I want you not to look back at the negativity, but we need to look back and thank God for his faithfulness in bringing us thus far. Are you with me this morning? The Psalm 9 verse 1 says, 1 and 2, it said, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous work. He said, I will praise you with all my heart. And I will tell, testify, I will tell of all your marvelous work that you have done for me. Verse 2 said, he said, I will be glad and rejoice in you. He said, I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. You see, I will rejoice. I will tell people about what you have done in my life. You see, we never 
we will never be able to fully express our gratitude to God for what He has done in our life. When we look at David, for example, David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant from the house of Obed-Edom. And as he was bringing it, the book of 1 Chronicles tells us, 1 Chronicles uh, um, 16, 34 tells us about that. As he was bringing the Ark into Jerusalem, he began to worship the Lord. He began to dance in worship unto God. And then he expressed this word. He said, give thanks unto God, for he is good, for his faithfulness or his faithful love endures forever. You see, God's faithfulness is not confined to the yesteryears. God's faithfulness is not about yesterday. God's faithfulness is not confined to whatever has happened in the past. God's faithfulness is continuous and he will continue to do it in future. Are you with me this morning? Because the Bible tells us in Hebrew uh, 13 verse 8, it said Jesus Christ is the same. He's not only faithful the same yesterday. He's not only faithful today, but he's faithful forever. Amen. Can I have an amen this morning? Amen. Psalm 103. This is my famous psalm. I love this psalm so much. Psalm 103 says, He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He said, Bless his holy name. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He said, Forget not all his benefits. Amen. And I was thinking, uh, Evelyn is going to pick up my message this morning and preach it. But uh, thank God that uh, she was just testifying about the faithfulness of God. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He said, Bless his holy name. He said, don't forget his benefits. He said, quite often, we forget his benefits. He said, as I began to reflect about today, and as I began to reflect about what God had done from January to December, the Holy Spirit spoke to me this word. He said, son, do you remember all the good things I had done in January? And I sat down for 15 minutes, I could not even recollect one good thing God or to testify that God had done for me. He I know he has done a lot of talk. And then the Holy Spirit, I, I, felt, I felt bad in my spirit. And I said, God, this is, this is terrible. Then I just felt something I had to continue to do from now on. I have never done it in the past, but I will continue to do it from now on. That as the year go by, as the week go by, I am going to sit down all the victory and we write it down. All the marvelous work of God. That's what the psalmist David said. He said, all the marvelous work of God. I need, I need to document it so that I will use it as a testimony to testify about God. Quite often, if I tell you, testify about what God did in January, you scratch your head, you say, oh my God, I forgot it. God has done awesome work. God has saved you. God has uh, uh, prevented you. The nemesis in your life. God has been faithful in your life. It's not about just give, God give you food to eat and uh, salary is going to your account. No. God is not talking about that. He's talking about things he has done. The healing, the deliverance, and the breakthrough, the salvation. All the marvelous things he has done in your life. You need to testify and you need to start documenting it down every day. You go home, what has God done today? You write it down, date it. 
and keep on keeping a record, a journal over it. He said, bless the Lord and forget. The word forget is that to say, forget not his benefits. What are the benefits? The psalmist David says, some of the benefits that he has done for me is that he said, verse 3 says, he said, who forgives all your iniquities? He has forgiven you all your sin. Oh my God. Praise God, Jesus. If not because of your forgiveness, I will not be standing here. If not because of your forgiveness, I will not be able to see people to minister to today. God has forgiven us all our sins. And we stand worthy before God today because He has made us worthy. He has cleansed us with His precious blood. He said, you feel bad about yourself. He said, no longer will you feel bad about yourself because you have been cleansed by my precious blood. Others may see you bad, but I do not see you bad. I give you a tick. He said, he has forgiven you all your, all your diseases. Who have redeemed your life from destruction. Who have crowned you with loving kindness and with gentle mercy. Who has satisfied your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. Your youth is renewed like an eagle. Sometimes you don't feel it, but your youth is renewed like an eagle. He wants you to rise up. It's not about how you feel. It's how, how God feels about you. And you need to believe God. He said, forget not all his benefits. If, if we do not give thanks to God for all his benefits, we have forgotten them. We have actually forgotten all the benefits he has done for us. It is not all the things that we can easily remember, the food, the daily bread. We don't have to thank God for the bread because we open our fridges full of food. And we stand there for 10-15 minutes. We open the fridge, we look at it, there is meat there, there is bread there, there is egg there. It's full of stuff. And we open God and say, I'm starving. And then when we make the food and we sit down and uh, we just rush straight into the food. But we refuse to thank God. And then when we just eat, Half of the way we say, oh, I forgot to thank God. Then you, you are still chewing your food and you say, thank you, Lord, for the food. Am I talking to someone here this morning? It is very unjust and unkind to forget God's benefit in our lives. Because God's favor is so much that it needs to be memorable. That means we need to document it. We need to have a memorial to all the good things God has done for us. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. That means, he said, everything about you, you need to use in blessing the Lord. When somebody says, let us worship the Lord, let us praise God, do I have to again? No, you must love God because it is God that gives you the breath of life. Why you are here today? It is him who has caused you to walk up and down in his name. It is him who has given you the power, the energy to go to work and come back. It is him who has given you the power to go and do that job for you to earn wealth. And then, he is the one who owns your breath. He is the one who allowed the, 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 your heart to pump. 
Are you with me this morning? And here we have to give glory to God. And what of if he tapped you on the shoulder? He said, I have been taking care and helping you to pump your heart. It's so tiring. I need to have a break from pumping your heart. What will happen to you? You're gone. Is that right? We are gone. It is him we need to give glory to. We need to thank God. Everything within me needs to praise him. We need to encourage ourselves even if we don't feel like We need to encourage ourselves like the psalmist David says in First uh, Samuel chapter 30, verse C. The Bible tells us David encouraged himself in the Lord. In Psalm 42, verse 5, he says this word. He says that then, he said, he said this word. He said, um, uh, I just lost my train of thought here now. And he says, he said, why are you cast down, O my soul? He said, why are you disquieting within me? He said, put your hope in God. What does he say? He said, you don't feel like worshiping God. You don't feel like helping, uh, doing anything for God. He said, rise up, do it. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Are you with me? Even when you don't feel like it. Then he went further. What are some of the benefits? The benefits are these. He says, he has forgiven you your sin. Is it great? We believe in a God. We don't believe in a religion that forgives us our sin. Give us the freedom that we can stand today and say, I am free. Then he has saved me from all the sicknesses. Eh? I'm a testify about how God has healed her. Many of you can testify, see how God has healed Maria today. Many of us can testify how God has healed us. I went to see a friend the other day and she was asking me, said, how is your back? I said, my back is good, thank God. God has healed me. God has set me free. His healing virtue is real. He has healed me. He's recovering me. I've recovered from all those sickness. He has delivered me from death. How many near misses? Last uh, two Wednesdays ago, we had a lot of testimonies everywhere. How God has prevented us from accidents. I nearly had an accident. Pam nearly had an accident. Regina nearly had an accident. God has prevented us from death. Delivered us. Then he went further. He said, abundant loving kindness and mercy. And he has sustained us with food. You say, how do you know that? Go check your fridge. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, this is just not a promise, but it is a testimony. It is a testimony. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this is that thanksgiving. We need to thank God as we transition into the new year. If you don't have a heart of thanksgiving with you, that means we are ungrateful. Are you with me this morning? We are ungrateful. And that, that Jesus Christ said it. And he said it beautifully. When he spoke to, he said, Aren't there ten lepers healed? Is it only one who has to come back and give thanks to God? You need to give thanks to God for what he has done for you. As we transition into the, um, the new year this uh, this morning, we have a lot to be thankful for. 
Like many of you testify, Charlie said, even um, Evelyn said before, we need to focus on God. We need to focus on God. As we cross over, everybody say cross over. But what, when you cross over, what are you going to take with you? Are you going to take the lousy stuff of 2019 with you? No. We want to leave it behind. We want to confine it to the past, but we want to take. There's only something that is important. We need to take with us into 2020. Bear with me for a moment. In Joshua 3, as we cross over, Joshua 3, it tells us about the children of Israel about to cross over. We don't have time to read it because the time is passing, but I just want to share with you briefly and uh, how uh, as we cross over into 2020, what we need to take with us, how God wants us to focus on him. In Joshua chapter 3, it says, it says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove, and came to the Jordan. And he and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they crossed over. Everyone say cross over. It's before they crossed over. This is before we crossed over into 2020. He says, so it was after three days. I want to tell you, yes, though it might be after three days in the calendar of the Jewish calendar, but three days from now, we shall be crossing over into 2020. Are you with me this month? He said, after three days, he said, after three days, that the officers went through the camp. Just what I'm doing here. He said, and they commanded the people. He said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, and the e-priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place after it. When you move out of this place, you shall see the Ark of the Covenant. You can see the presence of God. You can see Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ represents the Ark of the Covenant. And you are going to see Jesus Christ. You are going to set away, set yourself away from all the things of this world. Set yourself away from 2019 and look at the Jesus Christ who represents the Ark of the Covenant. And when you look at Jesus Christ, then you will never change focus. You will never miss your direction. But look at what he's saying. He said... But you shall, he said, verse 4, he said, then there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. He said, do not come nigh it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Hallelujah. Then he went on. We won't have time to read it, but I just want to bear with you quickly. First of all, Joshua wants us to focus. Everyone say focus. You must focus on Jesus Christ who represents the Ark of the Covenant. Focus on Jesus Christ, number one. Many years ago, we had a, a missionary who went to some jungle in Africa to preach. And after he finished preaching in the night, and then so there he was assigned a young boy to take him through the forest to the house where he's supposed to spend the night. It was dark. And so he was, um, he was following this boy. But he can hardly see the path he was going. Then he 
express this word. He said, boy, where are you? He said, I'm here. He said, I can hardly see the path where I'm going. The boy said, you don't have to see the path. Just, eh? Just follow me. Are you with me? Just follow me. I am the way to your destination. Just like Jesus Christ wants us to focus on him because Jesus Christ is the way John 14, 6 says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. We need to focus on him. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. And you need to forgive me for a while and I just want to take you on a journey. You see, we have GPS today. I have traveled up and down and when I visit my friend, say, how did you get here? I say, I don't know. But GPS took me here. Are you with me this morning? Many of us don't know where you are going. But I know as we transition into 2020, Jesus Christ is my GPS. And when I focus on him, he will take me to my destination. I trust him. Amen. Praise God. And so we need to understand how important it is that we need to focus on Jesus Christ. Because the Bible tells us in Hebrew 12, 2, it says, For he is look, we must look unto Jesus Christ the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Because we have never, verse 4 says, he said, we have never gone through this place before. Joshua said, focus on the ark. He's going to lead you into your destination, into the promised land. He said, when you focus, you need to understand that you have never been through this way before. How many of you today can say, I have been through to 2020? Can you stand up and let me pray for you? Okay? But we have never been through that way before. Are you with me? But I know him who knows the way. Are you with me? And his name is who? Jesus, you are very reluctant. Are you sleeping? I say his name is Jesus. Amen. That is better. And so we know him who knows the way. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we need to focus on him. Then he went further. He said, You need to consecrate yourself. You need to separate yourself from the yaki, from the sin of 2019, from the things that pulled you down in 2019. You need to consecrate yourself and then focus on him. And you need to prepare yourself because God wants to do great work in your midst. God wants to do awesome work. Like uh, uh, Romana said, he said, 2020 is for me. It belongs to me. And I will not allow anybody to take it away from me. Amen? Amen. Then he went further and said, he called the children of Israel. He says, listen and hear the word of God. Everybody say, hear the word of God. What is he saying? He's saying now, he said, there's only one person you need to take with you into 2020. There's only one person. You need to take Jesus. Jesus Christ is the word of God. The Bible tells us in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14, he said, the word has become flesh and dwell among us. Jesus Christ is the word of life. He is the word that we must eat every day. Like I heard Matthew praying on the other side this morning. He said, we need the word of God. This is not the word we just take as if uh, it's not something that is beneficial for us. We need to eat the word of God. We need to read the word of God. We need to meditate the word of God. We need to just hear the word of God that is being preached. We need to be challenged by the word of God. Are you with me this morning? 
you must take the word of God with you. Even when the word of God is silence. The book of Mark. Mark. Mark chapter 4. Verse 35 tells us that even when the word of God is silent. The Bible tells us Jesus Christ said, come, let us go over to the other side. Mark chapter 4 verse 34, 35. He said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. The Bible said they took Jesus Christ, not that they carried him literally, but they just ushered him into the ship. Are you with me? But we have to take Jesus Christ with us. We need to carry Jesus Christ with us. We need to eat Jesus Christ. We need to embrace him, embrace his word because he is the word of God. Then he said, let us go to the other side. And as they went, you know the storm. The devil is a liar. He is a thief. He is a destroyer. But we, when we carry the word of God, even when the word of God is silent in us, even the word of God, we cannot hear God, we cannot feel him. But when we wake up, God, he will rise up and be activated by our faith. I want to finish here right now. Because as we transition into 2020, we need to leave everything behind. We need to focus on him. We need to separate ourselves from the things that put us down in 2019. And we need to consecrate ourselves, focus on him, and then we need to carry. What is your luggage? What are you carrying into 2019? You need not to carry anything, but you need to carry Jesus with you, the word of life. The word of God. You need to carry him with you. And then transition into 2020. And when you carry him right now, even when the storm beats you, even when the storm messes you up, you have the word of life with you. You have Jesus Christ with you. But remember, you might carry the word of God. The word of God is inactive. The word of God can do you no good unless you activate your faith upon the word of God. Are you with me this morning? Let me explain this with you. Oh my God, forgive me. You know, a dynamite and a detonator. Are you with me this morning? A dynamite, okay, is the word of God. The word of God is dynamite. The Greek word called it dunamis. It's a dynamite. Okay, now listen carefully. You see, when you take a dynamite, I put it under my pillow. It will do nothing. It will not explode. It will serve no purpose. Though it might be a dynamite. But when you take that dynamite and you just attach a detonator to it, boom! It will explode. Are you with me? Do you understand? So the word of God is like a dynamite. Unless your faith, which is a detonator, your faith is activated upon this dynamite, then you see the purpose of God fulfilling your life. Are you with me this morning? And so you carry the word of God. The Bible says the disciples, when they carry him, the word of God, they took him there. When the storm of life began to plague them, the Bible says that the disciples, they woke up. They cried out to the word of God and said, Help us! And he helped them and rebuilt the storm. Are you with me? And rebuilt the storm. And so we don't have 
Christ physically with us, but we have the Spirit with us. Are you with me? We need to activate the Word of God in our lives. Even when it is silent, when problem hits, activate the Word and you will see what God is going to do in your life. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so carry the Word of God into 2000. He is the Word of Life into 2020. And you will never be left stranded. He said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you always. Can we all stand this morning?